Hi, welcome to the Sustainability Talk series brought to you by the Sustainability Collective at NCKU in Taiwan. In this podcast, we discuss, share, and learn about sustainability issues with guests from different cultural and academic backgrounds. Okay, thanks everyone, and welcome back to another Sustainability Talk. I'm John, and Sarah is with me. Hello. Today on this episode, we have Dr. Rodney Matsuyoka. He'll be talking about the benefits of viewing nature. So Dr. Rodney, could you please tell us a little about yourself? First, thank you for inviting me to talk about one of my favorite topics, the benefits of viewing nature. As far as my education, my interests in educational degrees lie in both landscape architecture and environmental psychology. If you do not know what environmental psychology is, that's perfectly okay. Uh, we represent a very small group, even in the United States. The people involved with researching this topic include, of course, psychologists, but also urban planners, public health practitioners, architects, and people like myself, landscape architects. As far as what we research, uh, we mainly examine the effects of the physical environment on people, and this can involve things like in the interior design of buildings, along with the natural environments that may exist outside of buildings. As far as my personal background, I'm from California, and I have a Taiwanese wife, which is the main reason why I am now working in the Office of International Affairs at the National Chenggong University, which is located in the city of Tainan, Taiwan. So, uh, what is the topic you would like to introduce today? The topic that I would like to introduce today are the three main theories that attempt to explain why views of nature, even through a window, has uh, both significant physical and mental health benefits. And how long have you been interested in this kind of research? My interest for this area of research began when I was working on my master's degree in landscape architecture. Actually, a side topic of my master's thesis involved learning a little bit about why contact with nature can be beneficial to people. But every time I read a book or journal article about this topic, the names Steve Kaplan and Rachel Kaplan a husband-wife team who were professors at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor uh, just kept popping up over and over again. And their theory just intrigued me from the uh, very first time that I read it. And quickly jumping ahead, I was lucky enough and greatly honored to have the opportunity to study with both Steve and Rachel Kaplan at the University of Michigan, where I eventually received my doctorate. And Dr. Rodney, why is viewing nature beneficial to people? As I mentioned earlier, there exist three main theories that attempt to explain why such nature contact is beneficial. From the most to least important, let me quickly introduce them to you. First, and by far the most cited theory, is that proposed by Steve and Rachel Kaplan back in 1989. Their theory is called the attention restoration theory. 
in a nutshell, uh, viewing natural elements through a window, which involves things like the movement of leaves of a large tree, or the movement of small animals like birds and squirrels, or perhaps the movement of clouds. Uh, these kind of uh, moving natural features allow that portion of your brain that you use to concentrate daily on your work or studies. Anyway, it allows that portion of your brain to rest and recover. Sleep, of course, is the best way to rest your brain. But during the day when you your brain needs a little thing that we call a mini break, uh, looking at these moving natural features has been proven to be one of the best ways to restore your ability to concentrate. The Kaplan's theory uh, grew out of their observations of the positive effects that problem children who lived in cities but then had the opportunity to go out to special summer camps out in the wilds of the state of Michigan uh, seemed to have almost universally. And from their efforts to explain these universal positive effects experienced by these children, uh, they developed their widely cited attention restoration theory. And from their th studies, along with those conducted by their former students, including myself, uh, views of nature have been linked to greater work productivity and feelings of satisfaction and happiness in factories, office buildings, high schools, home environments, and also college dormitories. The second most cited theory is called the stress reduction theory, which also unfortunately goes by two other names. Uh, it's also referred to as the psychoevolutionary theory and the psychophysiological theory. But I think stress reduction theory is the easiest to remember. Uh, this theory was developed by Roger S. Ulrich in 1999. And its main proposition is that views of nature have a calming effect due to the innate positive emotional response that humans have to natural elements, including things like plants and water. Uh, Roger Ulrich is currently a professor of architecture at Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden. But when he developed this theory, he was actually teaching for many years at Texas A&M University in the United States. And his research focuses on how to improve hospital designs to best benefit the patients. His most cited study involves his 1984 study where patients who were recovering from gallbladder surgery were found to recover faster, to need fewer doses of painkillers, and also to have fewer complaints if they had a view of trees rather than just a view of an exterior building. And these views were from their randomly assigned recovery rooms. The third and least cited explanation of the benefits of viewing nature, unless you are a social biologist, is the biophilia hypothesis. Social biologists are, are those people who research the biological basis of social behavior among animals and humans. Uh, getting back to the theory, the word biophilia literally means love of life or love of living systems. This theory was proposed by Edward O. Wilson in 1992 and involves the innate emotional affiliations that humans have toward other living organisms, both plants and animals. And these positive feelings 
are proposed to enhance mental and physical health. So in, in some ways, it's uh, very similar to the Roger Ulrich's stress reduction theory. Edward uh, Wilson was a social biologist at Harvard University, and actually his favorite research uh, subjects were ants. Uh, he studied ant colony behavior to obtain insights into animal and human behavior. So in review, the three theories that attempt to explain the benefits uh, viewing nature include, again, first, the attention restoration theory. And again, this theory mainly focuses on the restoration of, brain, of the brain that has been perhaps fatigued by too much concentration. And the second and third theories, the stress reduction theory and biophilia hypothesis, focuses on the positive emotional feelings induced by viewing natural elements. And uh, these positive emotions have a positive effect on both mental and physical health. What would you say is the greatest challenge for doing this kind of research? The greatest challenge currently for doing this kind of research centers on trying to get access to expensive MRI, which are magnetic resonance imaging facilities. The current trend, uh, if you're not aware of, is that in psychology is to provide proof of different theories by directly examining brain activity. A professor at the National Taiwan University, or NTU in Taiwan, Taipei, Taiwan, whom I've worked with in the past, Professor uh, Chengyang Zhang, uh, recently told me that the uh, NTU hospital, where he uh, uses their MRI facilities, informed him that uh, he's been using these MRI facilities even more than most of their medical researchers. But getting access to such machines is uh, much more expensive in the U.S. than in Taiwan. So as a result, most of the past and current studies being conducted in the U.S. Uh, still rely on conducting mental ability tests uh, using biofeedback machines or simply uh, just interviewing study participants and uh, asking them how they feel after viewing uh, nature or after viewing uh, more urban settings. In Taiwan, are there practical opportunities to apply this research concept? Or can you give us an example of where or how it can be applied? There are many uh, practical opportunities to apply these theories in your daily life. For example, if you can choose where you can work or study, uh, try to choose a desk that has a large window with a view of trees. Also, if you can, place your computer screen so that this view of nature is behind your screen. That's the best location. Uh, depending on the quality of your view, uh, studies have shown that your work productivity could improve by up to 18% as compared to a desk uh, from which you have uh, no window view at all. In addition, if you have a room where you have so-called secondary views, either to your left or right, or even better, both, uh, your work performance in total can be increased up to 25% compared to having a desk with no window view at all. Plus, uh, you will also suffer from less mental fatigue and also have fewer headaches. Having a chance to view nature also applies to even where you live. So try to find a place with views of nature from as many rooms as possible in your home. Uh, such views have been linked to greater life satisfaction and happiness. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have a beautiful park just down the street. If you can't see this park from your home, uh, you just will not be as happy as you could be. Another practical application that I personally experienced in growing up in California 
is at the dental office. So when I was a kid, uh, my parents chose a dentist who had all of his dental chairs uh, facing a floor to ceiling window behind which he had birds flying around in kind of a large uh, bird cage. And this bird cage actually spanned the entire side of his uh, dental office. So all his patients viewed the same large bird cage uh, from their chairs. In addition, he had a TV monitor showing nature-based videos, uh, which would come on when you uh, re were reclined in this dental chair. So it's uh, very directly related to uh, stress reduction theory. Anyway, I kept going to the same dentist for over uh, 30 years. He estimated that the setup brought in an additional 20% more patients, and uh, he felt that this helped him to retire much earlier than he could have if he just had a regular dental office. And I told him after learning about these different theories concerning the benefits of nature that uh, his estimate was pretty much spot on with the uh, research findings. Yeah, so who, would, who do you think is a leader in um, researching the benefits of viewing nature? Well, since uh, Steve and uh, Rachel Kaplan have both retired, uh, currently, some of the most important researchers examining the attention restoration theory and stress reduction theories, let's do attention restoration uh, theory first, are uh, William, or he goes by Bill uh, C. Sullivan, and uh, he's a landscape architecture professor at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign, and I was uh, worked with him as a, he was my postdoc advisor for one year, and also uh, Mark G. Berman, a psychology professor at the University of Chicago. So both uh, Bill Sullivan and Mark Berman, like me, are both uh, former students of Steve and Rachel Kaplan. As far as uh, doing both the attention restoration theory and stress reduction theory, there's also in Taiwan, a Chengyang Zhang, a professor in the Department of Horticulture and Landscape Architecture at the National Taiwan University or NTU, whom I also had a chance to work with. He was my postdoc advisor there. And again, he was the one that conducted many of the MRI studies at the NTU hospital that I mentioned before. And of course, there are many researchers from the fields of not just landscape architecture and psychology, but also public health, nursing, leisure studies, and architecture, both in Taiwan and the United States in other countries if you are truly interested in studying more about this topic. Unfortunately, you'll have to search for them. Uh, again, there's not too many of us environmental psychologists. We're a pretty relatively small field, as I mentioned before. Thank you, Dr. Rodney Matsuyoka. That was a great talk. Um, we're always honored to have you on our podcast. I think this is the second time that he's been here. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very interesting talk. Thanks so much. Thanks, Rod.